I wanted to be like, I might be the least informed person to join you on your podcast, but I am the best dressed. Yes. <laughs> Hello, my name is Thompson. And I'm Ryan. And today we are joining Dustin to discuss a newer point horror book. It is called Identity Thief by Anna Davies, and it is coming up right now. So you have a long to be read list and you don't know how to proceed. Just give yourself a break, my friend, cause Dustin can read. Dustin can read. Welcome to Dustin Can Read, the show where I'm mostly joyful about the books I read, but this go around, I'm not so sure. <laughs> For this episode, I checked out another point horror from 2013, Identity Theft by Anna Davies, and I'm joined today by Thompson and Ryan, the minds behind the Instagram YA parody, Katrina Loves Trent. Thank you both for being here today. Thank Yay. you for having us. Yeah. So I know you guys read the book, and I know Thompson's still maybe a little less familiar because it's been a little bit. She was reading it like uh, probably two months ago when we brought it up. <laughs> she, she jumped right into it. Let me but, let me know when you'd like me to give the backstory. I figure you can introduce this first, and then I can explain my experience <laughs> just reading this book as like a um, preemptive strike on everything I'm going to say later. Well, that's no problem. Just to make sure yeah, we'll got that in their brains. And then meanwhile, totally I like I tend to with every assignment I've ever been given in my life. Um, started the book yesterday and finished it. Uh, two minutes before we started recording. <laughs> oh, it's it, it's it was. Uh, I feel for you because it it was. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and um, talk about the, the cover of the book first. Now, I know wow. you guys have seen the cover of this book, and for some reason, it looks like two vampires from Twilight. I don't know what the deal with that is, but <laughs> what does that deal with the red eyes? I don't get it. She but um. Kristen Stewart just woke up and we're going to cut to the end of the movie and come back for part two, friends. I mean, that kind of does look like Case Stew, does it not? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. And the, the cover is directly related to why I read this book two months ago. Um, because so Ryan and I were together to shoot Katrina Loves Trent in December. You'd asked us to do this. So I was like, oh, I'll get the book and we can take the picture. Um, that Dustin's going to want for the podcast. And um, so I got the book at the library. There is one copy in all 77 branches of the Chicago Public Library. We took the picture. Um, I go home and I was like, I'll just renew the book and I'll keep it because like this book is from 2013. Who's going to care? Somebody else put it on hold. Um, and so I had to return it. The craziest thing though, is I have here, I'll send you a picture of it. Um, in the book, there was a receipt from when it had been checked out on June 30th, 2014. So you figure it can't be like in that high demand now. Um, but apparently it is. I looked at getting it like last week again to just have it here with me and it was still checked out. So that is why I read the whole book on January People are 1st. thirsty for all the point horror they can get, apparently. It was the first book in the four and a half years that I lived in Chicago that I returned late to the library. And um, 
So I want you to know that I ruined my library streak for this podcast. <laughs> Do not blame me. <laughs> I, I was just trying to make sure you had really nice quality images of us. Um, because that's the priority for a podcast. Is, uh, the pictures. I'm happy so that's that. why we had it was we were we were ready for you. <laughs> that is so great. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. So this book cover. It's crazy. And on the cover, it says, Haley has a friend request she can't ignore, which it does not even match anything that happens in this book. <laughs> That's on my list of weird questions I wrote like 20 minutes ago trying to remember this book. I was like, does she get a friend request at any point? <laughs> that she, she can't ignore? <laughs> like, she doesn't even have a Facebook for, at the beginning of the book, let alone a friend request. And so I'm like... I was not expecting where it was going to go based on what the f- cover was telling me. No, this cover is not descriptive at all. Like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, do you have the book with you, Ryan? I have, Um, I, anything that I need to make notes in, I'll get the Nook version or the Kindle version. And uh, that way I can just hit that really cute button and it shows me all my, like, annotations. Yeah, and you can also take it pretty much anywhere. Yeah. I love that too. Okay, let me read the back of the book and only just just to get the the basic description, and then I'll go into the actual quick little synopsis I wrote up for this. Yes. All right. Privacy settings can't hide the skeletons in your closet. Haley doesn't have a Facebook account. As a finalist for a prestigious college scholarship, she can't afford to flood the internet with photos of her making duck faces or writing or write probing existential updates like, OMG, why is oatmeal so delicious? So when someone claiming to be Haley posts incriminating shots of her online, she assumes it's the product of a clever but seriously mean-spirited photo editing. But then even more scandalous pics appear, including one revealing a birthmark on Haley's back, something she's never shown in public. There's no plausible explanation until a shocking discovery reveals dark secrets in her family's past, skeletons that refuse to stay in the closet. Suddenly, Haley realizes it's not the scholarship that's at stake, because her tormentor doesn't just want to ruin Haley's life, she wants it for her own. Boom! <laughs> Granted, I, I just finished rereading the book. I don't remember the birthmark picture at all. I know. My list. That what, what, what is up with this? Um, I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> the inconsistency in point horror books. The last time I, uh, Dustin, the last time we were together and did one of these, they changed the mom's name halfway through the book. And so I've just, I've lost all, you know, confidence that when point horror tells me they're going to give me something, I'm going to get it. Yeah, they've they've kind of tainted their like this these this two thousand or you know two thousand thirteen group that came out. There was like four books, and that was one of them. Defriended was one of them. Uh-huh. Anna Davies had two of them, which was Followers and Identity Theft. And then there was another one called Wikipedia. And it's a great ride, but it wasn't the ride I was told I was getting on. <laughs> it took too many tickets to get on this ride. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, my first on my list of questions was no friend request and then no birthmark. So, so far, um, I read... You're two for two. My roommate read me a synopsis slash review 
of um, it um, before we got on here. And so I came up with questions that we were like, wait a second, people are reviewing this and this is what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give a quick little synopsis. It's not going to have every character mentioned in it. It's not going to have all this stuff. It's just going to be the basic plot of what happens in this book. Okay. So the basic plot is Haley Weston is a moronic overachiever (laughs) who just has isolated herself from friends so that she can focus on her grades for college scholarships. She gets kind of mean girled by her old crew and is also trying to focus on beating her frenemy Adam in academics. Suddenly a random Facebook profile starts showing up, showing her as a wild child that loves to party. Only she never took these pictures. Suspecting that they are Photoshop. She sort of ignores all the warning signs until she starts getting mysterious and threatening text messages. Things progress even more. And the stalker starts to show their true colors after a crazy set of events. Haley discovers that she has a long lost secret twin named Jamie who has multiple personality disorder, I guess there's a car chase scene. And then Jamie supposedly dies a year later. Haley is at college and dating Adam. And she gets a text message that says, miss me. And Adam calls to thank her for the flowers that Haley did not send him. So it seems Jamie isn't dead. Boom. There's the story. (laughs) But there's um, so much yeah. more to it. <laughs> I feel um, like a crucial part of Jamie's character information was left out. Because uh, she had a last name. Oh, yeah, she did. I threw, I threw the book when I saw that. Because um, her last name was Thompson hyphen something. And I was Therm. just like. I saw that too. I was like, oh, Thompson. <laughs> Thompson's like in this book. <laughs> Back and telling everyone that yes, not only did I read it two months ago, but I um, got drunk and read the entire book <laughs> in six hours. Um, yeah. So that's really colored my opinion and also my recollection of it. Um, there I think you go. it did make it. I think it did make it more dramatic as the book continued. Um, every every twist and turn that was not really worthy of a very large reaction got one so yeah i um what did we okay so now you're kind of refreshed on what happened do you kind of remember everything now um uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i i read it uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I know. I remember reading it. I definitely opened it and turned the pages, and then I finished. Whether or not it. the words stuck around in my brain, it's a different story. Yeah. Too too many of the words stuck around in my brain for my preference, since I thought this was a um, just not good book. So I no, think I remember. Too much. I remember too much of it. It was not Ryan. What did you think? Did you get tortured while you were reading it? Um. You know. I was here for the ride. Was it a good ride? Was it a well-planned ride? Not in the least. But you know what? It was a ride nonetheless. I agree wholeheartedly. I thought it was horrible. The plot didn't even really start until chapter three. I mean, it was just it was just not good. It was like pulling teeth to read. I mean, 
I, I basically spent after a certain point, it was really hard to actually read like the way the it was written. It was just something about it. It was just like, like trying to walk through muck. Like I just couldn't get through it. I was like, uh, I started having a speed read through a lot. So some of it I probably missed. Cause I was like, I, I just can't, I got to get through this book. I just, Oh my God, I can't this, the way it was written. It was just kind of like, it, I don't know. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like the language that was just, um, one of my favorite things is uh, people who are no longer teenagers um, and were not teenagers during a time period that a book is set writing for teenagers. Um, so like when she's like one of the characters, anyone who's anyone uses Instagram. And I was like, I mean, I guess that's a thing. And then the one girl is like, that's so clutch. And I guess clutch was supposed to be like their fetch. But like Mean Girls was 11 years ago. So I'm not <laughs> sure if that's what you're going for. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a copyright thing. <laughs> she wanted to kind of reference Mean Girls. There was an obvious nod to Mean Girls later on. Like it was like, it, it was like, okay, we get it. You're trying to emulate that these girls are the quote Mean Girls and we get it, you know, but it was, it just wasn't, oh my, it was so bad. There was no symbolism. It was just flat out, hey, look, this is symbolism. No, it's not. It's no, not it's symbolism. Don't try to throw it in my face. No, it was not good at all. I think my one of my more favorite uh, meta moments of the book is, um, you know, uh, Haley is talking about books and why she likes books. And someone was like, I just thought it was really, like, it didn't make sense that, like, all of a sudden there was conflict for conflict's sake. And Haley goes, uh, because then it wouldn't be a book. You need conflict. And I felt that this kind of was that same way where it was like, and we'll just throw in a little conflict. Well, you know what? Basically, the author was saying, by the way, I'm this character and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now as this character that I'm writing about that this doesn't I'm just putting conflict in because it's just something to put in. Makes no sense to the plot whatsoever. Oh, God. Oof. For both of you, what character did you like the most? Oh, um, I liked the girl that died. Because <laughs> uh, she got to get out of the story. You're talking about that uh, Leah girl? Yeah. yeah she, just, she was like trying to do the right thing and then she died. So she wasn't part of the story anymore. So I couldn't grow to hate her. Um way with the passion that I hated pretty much every other character in this book after they said five sentences. <laughs> I, I think for me, the favorite character is Sadie the dog. Because, you know, Sadie is reliable the whole way through. Even when no one else believes Haley about the twin, Sadie is like, I know which is my real girl. Like, Sadie the dog. <laughs> Dogs are awesome, and anytime there's a dog in a book, it has made the book better. So that's probably the thing that saved this book, that there was a cool dog in it. <laughs> yeah, we used to have a dog named Sadie, which was funny. That's That was what was funny about it. She was a black lab, though. Um, I kind of liked, I kind of liked the guy characters, the two guys that she liked, because they were just kind of, you know, they were regular guys. You know, they weren't, like, mean-spirited. They weren't, you know, I mean, they just... One of them wanted her really badly, but he didn't like push himself that badly on her. And she was just kind of teasing both of them back and forth, really. Um, 
I just, you know, that's the one, the guy characters, I think all the girl characters in this were kind of just vapid and just, you know, either at each other's throats and, or she was like judging everybody, you know, and I just, that's, that's basically the character I disliked was her. Of course, the main character disliked her altogether. Just, you know, she's judging. She's, she disregarded every, everything, everything in this book is like, I'm just going to disregard that because I've got to study and I've got to focus. And by the way, I've got a boner for this guy, but no, I've got to focus. No, I really like this guy. Oh, I got to focus. And it's just like, <laughs> my God, just, oh, and well, she just like, yeah. She like leans totally into that trope of she is really into the like, cool guy that she has nothing in common with and you kind of root for the fact that she'll end up with the guy who she's always been enemies with because they've always like made each other work harder and it was very like stereotypical like love triangle-y thing where you you want her to be with the friend that she doesn't really like but you know they're right for each other yeah that's true i totally would have gone for matt though the jockey guy because he was actually really he just wanted to be a sports caster kind of guy and just kind of you know he had dreams and aspirations he was kind of a doof but you know um, he, want, all, he doesn't like a, a nice good-hearted doof in their life you know uh my only note on that is that his scent was detergent wood smoke and toothpaste yum because you know, as soon as I saw that he smelled like something, I had to highlight that for Thompson. <laughs> and you're like, and we're making yeah, the cologne yeah. for Dustin. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we read a lot of books um, and comments on how authors describe the different smells um, and how I don't understand how that works at all. It's what is it? It's sandalwood. Ryan, what is it? There's sandalwood like, and there's another type of wood. Cedarwood is the other one. And we're always like, what does yeah. that mean? They're the same type of tree. <laughs> like we look this up and it's like the same scent. So I don't, I, and I don't even know what that smells like. So it's hard for me to imagine. But yeah, d- detergent, toothpaste, and the tree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I'd have to actually have it like in a candle or something when they're like, it's sandalwood, this and this and this put together. Like, oh, really? Now I can smell it. And know it. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I can totally see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got these candles that were for like uh, characters from the originals. So I have one that's Klaus and one that's Elijah. And then I opened them up and I was like, oh my God, that's totally Klaus. Oh my God, that's totally Elijah. Oh, I want them so bad. I want them right here. <laughs> I can smell them. <laughs> I love the idea that someone took the time to craft candle scents that match characters. Like I know brilliant, but also why, why you do that? Well, I mean, it's better than Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> I mean, come on. No one. I mean, I don't want to burn that in my house and have that lingering. Ugh, oh, uh, yeah, no, no goop. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) so on this note, since this whole thing is about somebody kind of catfishing someone and trying to steal their identity and also bully them and whatnot, have you, have either of you ever been catfished or bullied and or bullied online before? I mean, we come from a time where I don't think, uh, I'm pretty sure who hasn't. Uh, I can definitely say in online dating, uh, there have definitely been catfishing. There has been catfishing in the past. Um, and you eventually get to the point where you can kind of see the signs and you're like, this isn't worth my time. 
and as far as like online bullying, I feel like that is an essential part, a sad but essential part of uh, middle and high school these days, and we need to fix that. I have not been catfished um, nor bullied online, but boy, oh boy, they uh, those kids took it to heart in middle school. Um, we play, you know, the game Two Truths and a Lie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there is a game called, uh, and it's a game that I play by myself late at night while I cry myself to sleep. Um, not really. Um, four truths and a lie, bullying edition, and you have to guess which one of them I wasn't actually made fun of for in middle school. Um, maybe some bonus features. We can play that game later or now. Oh. It's up to you. It's- Go for it. Yes, I'd totally love to do that. Okay. Four truths and a lie. Thompson's childhood trauma edition. It's really funny now, um, I think. But <laughs> um, find me on my phone to make sure I don't mess up the wording of my own life. Um, so, four truths and a lie. Bullying edition. I was um, bullied for four out of five. You can just figure that out by now. Number one, being a spaz slash having undiagnosed ADHD. Two, being a terrorist. Three, telling someone that they needed cool running water instead of ice for their burn, as in like insults. Um, four, having AIDS. And five, being a man. So um, four of those are true. One of them is not. What do you think it is, Dustin? I'm going to guess that the the least harsh one about the ice water and the burn is probably the, the yeah. lie. That That is the lie. But I did say that to someone. Um, and they were being really annoying. So I actually got my classmates support in that one because it shut the conversation down uh, with science. Oh, you used your words. Science and basic first aid got me one minute of being cool in seventh grade so well that is one more minute of being cool than Haley had this whole book <laughs> nice segue to bring it back around i was actually i can tell you that i was actually um not really bullied online but there was somebody who i knew that like back in the early 2000s that you know, there was a lot of IMing going on back then. Um, instant messaging for the kids in the audience. <laughs> but somebody kept like kept creating new screen names and popping up every time I blocked them. Like within like minutes, like just kept like I blocked them and then created the new one and again and just kept doing it and was saying like things like you need to stop ignoring me and you can't hide from me. I know where you live. It was like it was somebody who I'd met in person before, but it was really creepy. And, you know, I did not like that. So I didn't really get catfished or anything, but that was probably the, the most kind of cyber harassment that I've gotten. I mean, the one that sticks with me, um, deep cut for anyone who may remember Formspring, which was a way to anonymously ask questions to people. You'd basically like create a Formspring account and you'd have like a Facebook wall where people could anonymously ask you questions. Um, okay. Which, terrible idea, because why would you give anonymity to people on the internet? Because then they do terrible things. 
Um, and I remember very vividly somebody asking, this was when I was very young and not sure who I was yet, um, asked on my form spring if I was gay. And I was, I very quickly answered no. And then the follow-up question was, well, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck. And looking back, listen, little like freshman year of high school, Ryan, definitely a flaming homosexual. Just needed to figure that out for himself. <laughs> it's okay. You just, the thing is, people don't want people to have their own time to process who they are. And they even want to push you because they can't figure out who they are. So they're going to try to push you into, you know, doing something you're not comfortable with yet. And that's just, it's just, it's shitty. I hate it. Okay. Um, the thing that I want to discuss very deeply, because I think that this is such an interesting conversation. Um, they talk about how one of the friends, it might be Keely. It might be one of the other ones. She uh, said, by the way, can I just say, I hate the name Keely. Oh my God. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> She says, uh, muffins, birds, or horses, everyone looks like one of the three. And so immediately I was like, am I a muffin, a bird, or a horse? And then, of course, that led to, is Dustin a muffin, a bird, or a Is Thompson a muffin, a bird, or a horse? And I thought about that for a good, long, at least two minutes. I don't know. <laughs> at least two minutes. I don't know if I want to know the answer. <laughs> Because none of them sound appealing. <laughs> a good choice, but apparently everyone's one of them. Oh my god! I want to be I like guess... a Victorian, like carousel horse, because it didn't specify the horse it had to be. So, like my aesthetic, I feel like Victorian carousel horse. Um, I don't know if that actually answers the question posed in the book or the uh, existential consideration posed in the book. But that's my answer. I like that. I take that and I raise you. I will be a flamingo. Oh, yeah. You could be a bird. That's true. Any yeah. bird. Yeah. I'm thinking like a sparrow or something, but no. I probably be, I probably would be the muffin because I'm delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I had to go there. It's gross. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That was really weird. And I thought it was so strange. Like those girls that said of quote, mean girls in the book. Um, they, I thought it was so strange that the setup of the book is they stopped talking to her because she quit the field hockey team abruptly. But still, they just completely shunned her and like cut her out the second she quit that team. And I was like, damn, that's harsh. And I feel like she, Haley is just as much to blame because she like quit and then was like, and then they didn't want to talk to me. So I didn't talk to them. And it's like, I don't, or did you think they didn't want to talk to you? So then you shut them out equally. Did you even try, Haley? Did you even try? <laughs> you know, uh. but I also went to something that bothered me a lot was what was up with her mother? Like, what was wrong with this woman? I don't, I, you know, it sounds like giving the twins up for adoption was probably the smarter route anyway. She should have just gone ahead and found somebody else to adopt them because she is not a responsible mom whatsoever throughout this entire book. It's like, she Oh, I'm so sensitive. The wrong thing at dinner. She is a negligent parent. Um, I remember that scene where they go out to dinner and Haley's like, we're supposed to have the pizza. And her mom is like, can we get different? And it's like, just get the pizza. Like, Oh my gosh, you're selfish. Parent. <laughs> but 
That's so true. Well, first of all, she's dating somebody named Jeff with a G. I'm sorry. Anybody named G-E-O-F-F. It's there's something wrong there. Um, and especially the, the the fact that his name, what was his name? It was Jeffrey. It wasn't Jeffrey. It was Jefferson. Jefferson with a G. Jefferson. That's how I see it. Jefferson. And yeah, so that's just a problem right there. And the fact that Haley's like, that guy's like, why is she with him? <laughs> um, but she's always supposed to be like, I'm so sensitive to my daughter, but I'm going to give her some space. She's going through some rough shit. So I'm going to go stay the night of Jeff's house. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Your daughter doesn't need, she needs comfort, not space. <laughs> like, oh my God, be a parent Ugh, throughout this whole book. And just, just the stupid decisions, like not, it's the whole setup to the parent trap. Yeah. Is your cat just meowing? <laughs> she, yeah. She has a lot of opinions about this book as well. She's, but it was, it was the whole setup to the parent trap. We're not going to tell the twins about each other and we're going to divorce or whatever and go our separate ways with each with one girl. I mean, come on. Not as fun as the parent trap though. No, no. And there was no, let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was none of that. You know, I would, I would have preferred it. I would have, if they had broken into a little, you know, number at one point, Jamie and Haley, that would have been awesome. But you know, we didn't get that. Thompson, did you find anything weird about this book that you didn't like? I mean, so much. Um, I did go on a little mental detour imagining, like, a middle, like, a 15, 16-year-old, like, Lindsay Lohan making Parent Trap 2, and it's, like, murder. It's, like, the story you didn't see. I went on, I took a little journey down. That that would be great. um, It needs to happen. That needs to be the next Bloomhouse movie is Ooh. like a parent trap Didn't you know what we, i mean like Lindsay lohan actually make a movie like that like called like i know who killed me or something like that wasn't that a thing she did make that was that a parent trap movie though was it kind of like twins no, it wasn't a parent trap, but like it was like her twin or something that killed her. i've never seen it um but i remember i haven't either so i have no idea that's huh, i'm gonna have to look maybe, into that now maybe okay I so how would if you could, how would you improve this story? I'd set it on fire. <laughs> my laptop and throw it in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what do you what do you think? Do you have any improvements you think could be made to make it a little more tolerable? I'm looking at all my notes. Um, everything isn't as simple as it seems. Yeah, no, this book is as simple as it seems. Um I just feel like the whole first like 75% of the book was very slow. And then we got to the last 25% of the book and it was like, you've got a twin. The twin is crazy. Now you're in a hospital. Now you've escaped. Now there's a car chase. Like all in the last like 50, like not even 40 pages. And I was like, why, why did it take us so long to get to this crazy action part? That is I how agree. I feel about every the novel I've ever read that I read through 500 pages of people going on walks and playing the piano. And then it's like, bing, bang, boom, done. So that is something those books have in common, which is, I think the first time anyone has tried to compare, you know, like sense and sensibility and identity theft. So (laughs) sense and sensibility and zombies, maybe there we go. Was that what that was? Sense and sensibility and zombies. 
Was that I that movie that was Monsters? And and Sea Monsters. It's Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. I think. I think you're and right. And Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, off topic, but whatever. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. That the plot needs to move faster. I think fewer characters would have helped. Like fewer Mean Girls and fewer names and fewer teachers and fewer academia places. It was just like, what's with all the names? All these things. It's uh, I hate it. Stop. Start the story. Uh, That's why you should just all your Mean Girls the same name just name all of them the same thing and then you can just call them all that when you reference them not that i'm referencing any creative endeavor that does that like they should all be chrissy (laughs) megan megan did did Uh, did that fly over everyone's head or are you just (laughs) we play we play uh, but the thing that was so confusing is like she's going for this scholarship that she's going to use to go to UPenn but like the scholarship like committee is out of a out of you know University of New Hampshire but she does the interview for it out of a different university that they call the U and like it they don't they just kind of like throw them out there the whole, and I'm like, I, why are there so many different colleges happening? And I'm confused. And why, what's happening? You know, senior year was confusing like that anyway to a senior. So it kind of makes, maybe they're trying to make us feel like a senior and just be confused along with everybody else. Like, <laughs> like all right, we're going to put you in this. Like, You don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. Yay. We're all on the same page. No. We didn't Ugh. have to try this hard to be this using though they could have dialed it back a notch and we still wouldn't have known what was going on well you know i mean ryan i mean i know thompson you've read more than one point horror book right other than this you've read more than this point horror right not to my knowledge that i've read any other point horror i'm not particularly a fan of scary things luckily this novel did not succeed in being scary so it was all good so was this was defriended and this one the only other ones for you, Ryan? Yeah, these are the only two that I had read. And it you know, I'm gonna be honest, it makes me curious about the other ones. Mainly well, I will say the other ones are way better. See, and that's the thing. Like the the nugget is there and the nugget is good, but like the execution needs help. Um but like it's fun, it's fluffy, it's a beach read. That's true. Yeah, definitely. The thing is, point horrors like that's what it made R.L. Stein's career, right? That's what jump started his career. He got his Fear Street series, then he had the Goosebump series after that, and he's going to be producing a um, point horror television series. Oh, it's actually going to be called Point Terror. I don't know why it's going to be called that. Maybe there's some kind of legal thing with the name, but they're going to be adapting some of the books by Point Horror, probably mostly R.L. Stein books that he put out in Point Horror, but the other ones as well. And so that one, I'm, I'm just hope to God they don't use this one <laughs> or any of the newer ones, possibly. I don't know. It just, uh, um, I just don't, I don't feel personally that this should be considered a point horror book because they're just, they're just not good. The newer ones are just not good. These from these 2013 books, it's just bad. <laughs> they're just not good. If they wanted to use it as like a source material and then 
heavily rework it. Um, Thompson and I were just reading another like YA fantasy book. And as we read it, we were talking about how the way it's written would be terrible for the movie adaptation because there are just too many characters. There are things wrong with it. But then we were talking about how when they adapt it, like they could make a lot of really smart changes. I feel like this could work if they used it more as a guide and didn't like marry themselves to what's here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And especially if they just cut out some of the circumstances or just sped up the story <laughs> a little bit, you know? And uh, yeah, I can totally see that as, tr- as true. And th- I've, I've seen a lot about this book online before I even read it. It's just saying how horrible it was. So it made me just go, uh, I'm so scared to read this. And I started reading it. I was like, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> I just, oh man, it's, man, that's, it, it, I got a little shell shock from this book, but. Um, <laughs> I found, I have one, I have two, two other uh, quotes that I found very interesting that I feel are noteworthy. Go for uh, it. One being his lips looked slightly chapped, like someone who spent too much time kissing. Um, because my thought is if his lips look really chapped, why would I want to kiss them? No, it was after the kissing. That's why they looked. Oh, that's gross. Why? What like they were. I don't know why they would be chapped, though. I would say more like just red, or you know, maybe even a little like uh, swollen from being pressed up against. You know what I mean? More yeah, you recently. bite your lip and kind of make them swell a little bit. No, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> nope, I don't like that. Not one bit. Nope. Don't, like don't like it at all. Um, and then my other, like, real, the one that made me laugh to myself because it was very specific to me and no one else will find it funny, um, was she talked about, um, it's not bad to take your SATs more than once if you want to improve your score, uh, because I did just that. I took them the first time, got a score, and then went, well, maybe I'll improve it. So I took them a second time and got the exact same score. And so, so you, that was that. That's how smart you are. That's I it. A really great laugh for myself there, but no one else would find that funny. <laughs> no, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, the irony. Like usually, you would either your score would either go up or down. Usually, but no, you got the same damn score. That's crazy. You all right there, Thompson? <laughs> I took the SATs once, and I didn't study. And Ryan and I got into the same college, so I didn't want to embarrass there you. Anymore. Go. Oh, see, that's love. That's, that's, you know, that's not just friendship. That's family. Listen, much, much like Haley, you know, debated multiple times. If she was responsible for Leah's death, it takes a million little things happening in a specific order. And that's how Thompson and I met each other. Oh, I actually had that conversation the other day. Apparently, also it included you taking the SATs twice and me taking them once. That was in um, very important part of the journey, apparently. So as we're winding down in the conversation, guys, um, I do want to talk about Katrina Loves Trent. And uh, if you guys want to go ahead and if one of you guys wants to designate how to explain it to the audience what Katrina Loves Trent is. Brian does the spiel better. So Tom Thompson does the being be- pretty in the front of camera better. Um, hey, we all got our strengths, baby. 
probably about uh, a year and a half ago, Thompson started sending Snapchats to our friend group uh, in a jean jacket talking about how she was the love interest in a YA novel. And you could see her hazel eyes from across the football field. And it kind of snowballed from there. And we decided, let's do something with this idea. Uh, We were on Skype one night going back and forth, kind of like playing with those ridiculous YA tropes that everybody knows so well. Um, You know, I'm such a beautiful girl if I just take off my glasses and my hair out of my ponytail. Um, And so Katrina Loves Trent was born. And it's basically a YA parody where every day we put out the next like page or little excerpt of the story and it works in real time. So you just follow and like along as you go. And it's, it's super fun and silly and we're having a good time. And it's really fun to to watch it grow. Sorry. Go ahead, Thompson. (laughs) I was going to say my friend compared it to Dracula yesterday because Dracula is told entirely through letters um, and our posts are told like in this real time way. So um, if you like Dracula, you will obviously love us clearly. It's so much in common. <laughs> well, see, the thing I loved about the whole thing was like year one was basically like the the basic YA parody, rom-com type of parody, you know, and and then you turn things on its head at the beginning of this year where everything is not what it seems. And we've got this dystopian, magical, weird story going on that I'm still not quite sure what's going on. And it's really fun to watch develop. Um, I can't wait to see the twist we see we get coming up next. But I really hope that one day you guys like turn this into a book or even turn it into like some kind of, I don't know, um, podcast serial where you just, you know, you both voice Katrina and Trent. That'd be great. Um, (laughs) I think it'd be really cool, but um, yeah, it's really fun to watch. I encourage everybody to go on Instagram, check out Katrina loves Trent. And you you definitely want to check that out. It's, it's just so cool. And you can follow along. You can get caught up either the Instagram stories, which are all archived on the page, or you can just start from the very beginning and just start clicking along and reading. And it's, it's kind of like almost like a comic book in a way. You know, you get like the, you know, you get your, uh, your panels and you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. We encourage everyone to go find us and follow us as well. Um, in case that's not, um, and we encourage everyone to go listen to Dustin can read. Obviously they are at this point, but, um, (laughs) well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. If they're here in this podcast, listening to you plug Katrina loves Trent, I think. Well, hopefully they knew and hopefully, but you never know, you know, they could have been inebriated and, um, and clicking on, clicking away and just go, oh, there's a, something I'm listening to. And this guy's rambling. Oh, I'm listening to Dustin can read. So thank you, Thompson, for that. That would um, be the best, like drunken, like stump. I'm just thinking about stumbling upon podcasts drunk and Dustin can read would be such a good one to just suddenly be like, what am I listening to? Oh, this is fun. What? <laughs> What's going on? I might start queuing Dustin can read on people's Spotify's when they're drunk for shits and giggles. Do it. Do it. They'll be like, who's that guy singing? Why is he singing about reading? What's going on? (laughs) That'd be pretty funny. Well, speaking of podcasts in general, you have one, Ryan, and where you talk the service industry and it's called No Reservations. I have a, uh, yep, you you got it. You nailed all the things. Um, I do have a podcast. Um, I work as a bartender. That's how I pay for my 
uh, passion projects that are Katrina Loves Trent and podcasting. Um, and so if you're not sick of hearing my voice yet and you want to hear more of it, um, my ex-roommate continued to be co-worker. Um, Anna and I talk about all kinds of different service industry woes. If you want to know what your bartender really thinks about you, tune in. Ooh, yeah. And you've been on there before, haven't you, Thompson? I think I saw that you were on there before. I was. Um, I'm not a waiter, so it was very interesting to be on the You get episode. to do it from the customer point of view? <laughs> uh, I No, you just have to go read. It's called Because Nepotism. So you have to go listen to that. I don't have any other creative projects, but if you are in uh, the city of Chicago and you need a babysitter, I... And vaccinated, so I'm call me out. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for coming on today. I really do appreciate it. Um, like I said, please be sure to check out Katrina Loves Trent on Instagram, and you can see Thompson's many angsty teen poses. Um, and also, like I said, be sure to check out No Reservations and hear Ryan and his friend Rip on the service industry. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Twitter at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at Dustin Can Read or on email at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and to be alerted of a new, any new episodes that come up. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps me reach a whole bunch of new people and it helps me improve the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Dustin can read. Bye. Bye. Yay. Bye. Woo-hoo.